Today is Tuesday, December 5th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This holiday season, I am shopping at Quince. Quince is my go-to for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including and especially me. Quince jewelry is the perfect gift to yourself or to anyone else. I got myself the Globe Boho hoops and the Modern U hoops, which I love so much. And I definitely recommend checking out all of their clothing. They have some really amazing silk, cashmere, home goods. As you already know, I could not love Quince more. You can get affordable luxury for everyone on your list with Quince. Go to quince.com morning for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. It's been a minute since these two led the headlines, but according to reporting from Axios, Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump organized a private meeting in New York City last Wednesday with the Prime Minister of Qatar and a bipartisan group of primarily Jewish businessmen and billionaires. The most recognizable guests were Carly Kloss's husband, Josh Kushner, Robert Kraft, who owns the Patriots, and Bill Ackman, who owns a lot of money and strong opinions. The meeting coincided with the Qatari Prime Minister's attendance in New York last week to speak at a UN Security Council meeting on the Gaza crisis. And a source who attended the private meeting told Axios that the Prime Minister spoke mostly about Qatar's effort to secure release of the hostages and answered questions about the country's relationship with Hamas, which unfortunately were not included in this Axios report. Maybe try Dumois. With Jared and Ivanka apparently back on the shadow diplomacy circuit, as one does when they can no longer secure a Mecal invite, we find ourselves back on the coup beat because we could very well be awaiting the inauguration of a dictator-elect at this exact time next year. If you don't believe me, believe Liz Cheney. She gave an interview this weekend, which bears repeating for her comments, that there is, quote, no question that if he is elected, Donald Trump will never leave power and that the U.S. is, quote, sleepwalking its way into a dictatorship. Now that sounds like a line for the history kindles. I should add that Liz Cheney is ideologically one of the most conservative Republicans out there, separate from the whole MAGA thing, which is obviously a cult. Anyway, Cheney stated that the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, was, quote, absolutely a collaborator in Trump's attempts to overturn the election, and that she hopes for a Democratic win in 2024, because the GOP will not hold Trump accountable. Well, of course, does the new House Speaker shit in the Speaker's bathroom? And if you don't believe Liz Cheney, believe Donald, for once. This past weekend at a rally in Iowa, Trump called on his supporters to, quote, guard and watch ballot counting, encouraging them to, quote, go into Detroit, go into Philadelphia. You should go into Atlanta. We got to watch those votes when they come in. As a wise person once said, a failed coup is a dress rehearsal. Vote accordingly. While we're on the topic of our grim reality, the U.S. hit another record this weekend, not the good kind. On Sunday afternoon, two mass shootings within 90 minutes of each other, one in Texas and one in Washington, marked the 37th and 38th shootings this year in which four or more people were killed. This is the highest number of mass killings in any year since 2006, bringing the total number of deaths in mass shootings to 197 people, which is also a record. It looks like Harvard is firmly in its flop era. A prominent disinformation scholar at the university named Joan Donovan left the school in August and has since accused the school of muzzling her speech, 
stifling her research and dismantling her team as it was investigating a trove of Facebook files from late 2021. In Donovan's whistleblower disclosure, she said that the university's influence on her work coincided with it receiving a $500 million donation from the foundation run by Mark Zuckerberg, and she is now seeking investigations into, quote, inappropriate influence. The documents which Donovan's team was about to analyze were those gathered by former Facebook employee Francis Haugen, who came forward as a whistleblower in 2021 after alleging that the company knows how to make their platform safer, but they don't because its algorithm, which often surfaces disinformation and fear-provoking content, is built to maximize engagement and therefore profits. In response, the Kennedy School at Harvard, which is where Donovan worked, said that it did not receive any portion of the $500 million donation, and that it went to Harvard University proper for an unrelated artificial intelligence initiative. Leaving me with more questions than answers here, people. Yesterday, the Supreme Court heard arguments regarding the legality of the proposed bankruptcy reorganization plan for Purdue Pharma, the manufacturer of OxyContin that has agreed to allocate billions of dollars to easing the United States opioid crisis in exchange for shielding the company's owners, the Sackler family, from future lawsuits. In this case, the Department of Justice does not support the proposed bankruptcy and reorganization plan, while Purdue and the Sacklers do support it with the latter claiming that unraveling the current $10 billion settlement would leave some victims with no financial reward. The DOJ argues that this is untrue, and that another settlement agreement could be worked out that does not necessarily involve future release of liability for the Sacklers or corporate bankruptcy, which Purdue declared in 2019 as it faced thousands of lawsuits. The issue before the Supreme Court is whether the Sacklers can be spared from future opioid-related litigation by those who do not consent to give up their rights to sue i.e. everyone not involved in this lawsuit, according to federal bankruptcy laws. Another one where I'm eager to hear what Clarence Thomas's billionaire benefactors have to say on this matter. For our final story today, George Santos just might be the muse we've needed all along. Since his expulsion from Congress, not only has he inspired an HBO movie, but he's now inspired new legislation that will bar lawmakers who are expelled from Congress from receiving congressional pensions. The Congressional Pension Accountability Act was introduced yesterday by Republican Congressman from Iowa, Zach Nunn. Unfortunately, the legislation would not actually affect George Santos, who himself isn't eligible for a congressional pension because he served in office for less than a year, and members are usually only eligible if they served for five years or more. I'm sure if you ask George Santos, though, he has been in Congress for five years. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. And thanks again to our partner, Quince. Like I said, this holiday season, I am shopping at Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials and affordable prices for everyone on my list, including and especially me. You can get affordable luxury for everyone you know with Quince. Go to quince.com morning for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. And until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. 